0: Welcome back to Married with. Oh my gosh! All right, I'm not even messing with it now. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. It is. Uh, it's been a a long start to the night already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got headphone issues. I've had recording issues. I've, uh, you know, I've listened to jokes about principles. Um, I've had to explain to Matt why open wheel racing is so much better than late model racing. Uh, which i'm not sure he understood but he's at oh, the you, age you
1: talked i just didn't listen that was
0: well you're at the age where dementia and some of those kind of things can set in and um it's understandable we we don't hold it against you at all so uh matt how are you tonight though brother i'm doing great doing real good yeah and uh you know uh, exciting night we don't have any drivers any owners in studio it's just some some fans it's some people hanging out i'm going to talk a little bit of racing and. Uh, uh exciting stuff but before we get into that let's go through our sponsors in the fast dot productions.com is the premier place in southern indiana to see all of the racing action from brownstown speedway on saturday nights go and get your premier account now especially headed into the off season it's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for
1: any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th.
0: Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest-n-peace underscore underscore at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's wwwp 3 graphics.com.
1: Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook, or call them at
0: 812-953-1261. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy. You can contact him at 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell him that APR Podcast sent you.
1: Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812 216 3900.
0: And I do want to say before we get started, um, you know, I, I do appreciate that list of sponsors we've had. It's it's grown, um, and I appreciate everybody that supports us and everything they do for us to do what we do every week. I'm glad when racing season starts and we
1: get old Billy Badfast back with us again. Yeah, also. you know,
0: I do need to reach out to him. And, and first of all, I think we're gonna have to make a a road trip and i think that has to be a throttled up shops uh yeah i think i've never seen taylorsville kentucky so you know i'd like to i haven't either um it can't be as beautiful as crothersville indiana but um i'm sure it's it's got its own perks um and i think we i think we got to call up oh boy and take oh boy down as part of the uh oh yeah the interview that's that's a definite so they can kind of do
1: some face-to-face that could be
0: throttled up shops slash you know celebrity boxing yeah yeah I think it's perfect. We do have some guests in studio tonight. um, Some fans, uh, uh, some that lean on the right side of the table, and some that lean on the or the opposite side of the table, the wrong side of the table. Uh, So let's. Uh, This is the right side of the table. Just just saying. And sometimes. Right is wrong. <laughs> so, let's just uh, let's go around the table and kind of introduce everybody. So, go ahead.
2: My name's John Rourke. I'm Matt's brother-in-law. I'm married and to his sister. So. We
0: apologize about the whole brother-in-law piece. Ah,
2: he likes me for some reason. Don't know why.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> meant the
0: whole you-have-to-like-him part.
3: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm Mason Rourke, and I'm Matt's nephew
0: yeah it's all right he, he's a, he would be a good uncle i think he'd be a good uncle i will give him that credit because he's kind of like
3: my uncle oh uh, he's starting early tonight man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm brandon allman i'm just really good friends with dustin and been around dirt track racing my whole life
0: absolutely and the son of the uh the storytelling race car driver walt disney himself tom allman um and, you know, this was going to be a great night because Brandon will get to talk a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. May, I
3: may get a word or two in.
0: <laughs> so, guys, here's here's kind of the crazy thing. And we, we kind of came up with this idea because Matt and I have some obligations tomorrow night that we have to be at. And we were trying to figure out how to put a show together and had some driver, you know, conflicts some things we couldn't work out. And we just said, hey, let's just let's throw it out to guys that love racing, get to talk about it. But here we are. We've got negative 38 degree wind chill temperatures coming in tomorrow and. We're like less than almost a month away, a little over a month from practice starting, so what's uh you know where's everybody at with the itch to get to get the race slinging or the dirt slinging and the race started I went last Sunday to the racetrack for the uh Indiana pro late model driver's
1: meeting, and uh pulling through the gate really shifted the gears for me, you know when it, you know I've been waiting since we quit, you know we had the banquet, and that gave me the itch to see everybody but when I went through that gate last Sunday. I was ready to go racing.
0: Yeah, and, and even even I know you sent out a picture of victory lane, and you know it, it was it was kind of cool when I saw your picture just to kind of get excited about victory lane again. And I know that um, I've talked to White Shoes um, that actually gave him a lot of anxiety thinking about the dirt and his shoes and that <laughs> coming back up. But um, we're hopeful that he's going to be able to get over some of that this year. I'm going to buy him some little little shoe covers that he can use when he's got to go down and film.
1: I was thinking maybe Throttled Up could sponsor him some muck boots since he's that that
0: worried about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he can even pull muck boots off. <laughs> I don't know if they make them in white. <laughs> uh, we, we can spray paint them. <laughs> so, and, and I want to come back to you guys about excited about racing, but I want to take this opportunity, because you just did say that you're at the Indiana Pro Late Model Series uh, meeting, and... I I just want to bring this up because I wasn't there. I was here doing podcasts with my wife, and um, there's been a lot of you know controversy that I've seen on Facebook. And we usually don't get in the middle of controversy on Throttled Up, but right. there has been a lot of controversy, and and it's I'm gonna be the first to admit I'm not smart enough to know a lot about it, but it's about the you know the Willys ICT Super Bowl carburetor and what tracks are going to let it run and what aren't. And I know I've seen a lot of kind of you know people kind of taking shots at the speedway and the decision making and you were there because so can you kind of explain to me how that that interview or that decision got made um about two weeks ago i guess that, that
1: ict carburetor got brought to the attention to jim price and the uh, first thing he thought is let's have a meeting you know with drivers and, and car owners and, and discuss it and then uh, go from there so they all met you know as soon as he heard about he had no idea about it i think it up at the pri show which we went to that kind of brought it to people's attention and people mm-hmm. kind of, some people acted on it so when jim heard about it you know he had like i said meeting with the drivers and, and the car owners and uh all but you know two two or three people was didn't want it in the in the series and uh it kind of got misconstrued that the, the racetrack made this decision that all that was banned but it was uh jim put it all up on the drivers and the drivers voted everybody they, they, that was there got the chance every, every driver to vote. That, that showed up they voted and uh to make sure that you know was, there was a vote taken and it was voted to ban it and then he wanted to make sure because there was some more discussion after the vote and he voted again and both votes were uh, you know way really leaned more a whole lot more to the banning of of the ict carburetors. so you know it. i you know i've seen some statements there on facebook that it, the speedway did it and the staff did it but the drivers that race in the indiana pro Late model series made that decision they did not want that in their series
0: and i appreciate that like i said i i we don't usually talk about the stuff that's all over facebook but i wanted to bring that up just because i knew you were at the meeting and um i wanted to kind of get the true story so didn't
2: and, didn't twin cities also ban it too
0: i don't i don't know i thought i saw yeah.
2: something on facebook
0: yeah, I haven't I haven't seen – I know a lot of regional tracks have been looking at it and banning it and those kind of things. So, But, uh, you, know,
1: I, you know, I just didn't want Brownstown Speedway to get the blunt on this when they didn't make that decision. Right. You know, they were just – they were there, and, and the drivers at race made that decision. And, uh, you know, they, they discussed a lot of other things, too. You know, there, there's other things with the cars that the drivers made decisions on that day. The, the racetrack, uh, Jim Price and none of the staff made any decisions. All the drivers
0: made those decisions in the meeting. So now I'll throw it back out to you guys. What has what got you, you know, your blood pumping a little bit about it?
2: Believe it or not, the picture he posted last week got my blood pumping.
0: Victory lane and, and getting yep. a chance to see it. and.
2: Yep.
3: All right. Brandon? Mine mine is Winter National's coming up. I mean, I know that Gilpin's going down there for the first time, and uh, Ryan Thomas, I mean, we go to church with Dee and Ryan, and, you know, they're going down there. I think this is one of his first times going down there as well. So just knowing that that's coming up and – you know, watching Mav TV and seeing some of the winter nationals from last year, just, I mean, and my son, just every every night when we sit down, it's either basketball or racing. Dad, can we watch racing? So, I mean, that just gets me ready to take him back to the track this year and gets my blood pumping. The, the Chili Bowl had to excite you a little bit. Oh, yeah, the Chili Bowl definitely did. Uh <laughs> you know, those guys, Christopher Bell, oh, Kyle yeah, Larson, like I mean, guys. those guys are so amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, watching – him do donuts at the end and, and catch and a wall flip it, and flip it over and get out and just i mean that didn't even phase him
0: no that it's, i i think that may be one of the coolest celebration videos i've seen or, or you know just because you're exactly right i mean the track officials and kudos to them rush him and all he wants not to get out because he's worried about being injured to get out to be able to celebrate even more and yeah. and, and, and you know and as as amazing as it is to watch bell in in the nascar series and and larson on the um the cup series you know and get to see him what he can do in that car watching those guys and those midgets and and watch them run open wheel that's
3: a whole other thing of beauty and just the excitement on his face when he wins three in a row and you know he was like a a kid in a candy store um i don't care he could probably win the daytona 500 and the emotion he showed winning his third in a row at the Chili Bowl Winter Nationals, I mean, was just awesome. And I, that's one of my favorite things
0: about all of those guys um, that make it to the next level, the ones that, that still have that passion for dirt. Because you're exactly right. To some of them, that is as big of a win as the Daytona 500. And I know for a lot of NASCAR fans, that's probably hard to hear. And I'm not saying they're not excited to win the 500, but getting the chance to get back on dirt is is definitely something that that excites him and i'll be honest i'm kind of excited to see casey kane going back full time to dirt and getting to see what he can do i am too um i i think i i'm excited to see just how much fun he has get rid of all the politics and drama in nascar and just be able to go run i think he's gonna have a heck of a time
1: well i think it shows you how important dirt racing is that christopher bell you know kyle larson and them guys are are taking time out because you know i'm sure there's things they could do at the race shops for for the daytona coming up but, you know, they travel down to Oklahoma so they can race in the Chili Bowl.
0: Well, I, I'm going to point out now, I'm wearing my Chase Briscoe, you know, Chili Bowl sweatshirt right now. And you talk about him talking about how much dirt is important. There's a guy that probably should be in North Carolina on the simulator, you know, continuing to work some of these tracks and figure out, you know, the Xfinity series. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, he's jumping as fast as he can to get down there and, and get in the car. And he misses it by one spot, getting into the the Chili Bowl and um, – You know, a tough, tough break for him. But, yeah, I mean, it shows that to these guys, dirt is ultimately, you know, their most important thing.
2: Oh, yeah, that's their first love. Kyle Larson's even said after he retires, he's going full-time dirt.
0: And that's, I think that for those guys, that's got to be the most fun thing is just to be able to, again, no no drama, no politics. I mean, I know for us every Saturday night at the track, (laughs) we probably feel like it is. But compared to what they deal with in NASCAR, it has to be a, a breath of fresh air.
1: Oh, I think those guys we watch it, you know, at Brownstown on a Saturday night, it, you know, they they get aggravated and there's drama, but you know, there there's families at that racetrack that's raced for, you know, years and years and years and they can't wait to get back.
0: So, let's talk a little bit here about, you know, the Indiana Icebreaker coming because I mean, the two first weekends at Brownstown Speedway are mammoth. I mean, I I don't want to try and overplay them, but You've got the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th, and then you come back with the all-in 25 and the no-way-out 40. And I'm, I'm going to save the, the talk about that because I'm even more excited about that now. But but let's talk about the Icebreaker. And, you know, we three years, we haven't ran it in three years, right. correct? That's correct. But we are positive that Mother Nature is getting all this out right now, negative 38s and all this stuff, and we're knocking on wood and, and saying the – the prayers that we're going to be ready to roll but i mean yeah you know march 16th lucas oil
1: at brownstown right off the bat you know so you're going to get the who's who in in dirt late model racing at brownstown speedway along with our local
0: guys and then uh, putting on a show to start the season out and just to clarify have we have we talked to the jackson county sheriff to see if bloomquist will be allowed to warm his tires up on 250 <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say probably not. (laughs) You know, you know that old boy. He is definitely a market man because he knows how to do things that make people talk about Scott Bloomquist. You know, that's you know he has figured that
0: out. Well, I know you've said it a a thousand times when we've talked that you know Bloomquist is the guy who wrote the rule book because almost every rule in the rule book is something Bloomquist did. And again, right there, everybody's losing their mind about him doing it. But the guys are saying there's no rule. He talked the police into letting him get out on the four-lane highway and run it up and down to get heat in his tires. That's just being a sportsman. That's being a gamesman and and figuring it out. That's being innovative.
1: Absolutely. You turn around and say there's a highway right here next to the racetrack. You know, why can't I use it?
0: So I I thought that was – because honestly, when I first saw it, it was from Dirt on Dirt when they shot it and said, Bloomquist is going to make hot laps on time. I thought dirt on dirt had set that up. I thought it was like, okay, we're going to shoot a promo. Let's get Bloomquist going by. Yeah. And then when I read the story, and they said, no, he just talked the police into not saying anything to him and let him go out there again. That's just that's smart.
2: Head with the curve,
1: but he always makes sure you're talking about him some way or another. He's always if you're talking dirt racing, you know he's he's a conversation piece, and
0: you know you stay on top of the game that way and he's the definition of no attention is bad attention is is negative attention i mean he he you know or no publicity is bad publicity because he uh, he can turn even bad things into more more t-shirt sales and and i know you and i talked to when we were at eldora i've never seen a guy who can have someone wearing his t-shirt and boo him and someone who's wearing his rival's t-shirt chair for like i've never seen a guy that in the in the span of a race can Make and lose fans the way Bloomquist can. You know you you can you can love him or hate him, but when the time
1: comes that he does hang his helmet up, who's going to be that guy when he he leaves? I mean, you know, we had Earnhardt in NASCAR, and who's who is that guy? There is I don't see another guy, you know, down the pipe that is going to fill his shoes of, you know, that takes pride in being the bad guy when he rolls out on the racetrack,
0: and. Every other competitor at the racetrack is worried about him when he pulls in. No, I don't I don't think that guy's out there. And I think a tough thing is is I think the newer generation of driver is so much more aware of trying to not be the bad guy for sponsorships, to be the face. and again, any of these guys that have interest in going to the next level, um, which you know in dirt late model, that's the crazy thing that I between open wheel and the late model deal, most late model drivers stay in and they can make a heck of a living staying in and it it amazes me how quickly sprint guys get out and try and try and make the leap to to nascar and things like that but you know i don't know that any of them are willing to be that bad guy and have that bad reputation you know he made an attempt at arca it's got, i don't know if you remember that or
1: not but bloomquist tried arca for just a little bit there and uh, you know his comment was why be the
0: little fish in a big pond when i can be the big fish in a little pond absolutely and so then going into the next week so you're going to have that which is which is always fun because and we've talked about on here before when you said our local drivers not only got the Lucas Oil National guys you got our local drivers and our local drivers as we talked about Gilpin's down there at Winter Nationals right now and and, um every I'm not gonna knock Alan Magner
1: Alan Magner (coughs) raced in every premier super late model event at Brownstown Speedway last year absolutely and so you know. When I talk about our local talent, you got to throw Alan Magner,
0: you know, into that into that bucket of of great great talent that is local, one hundred percent. And the other side of that is the advantage those guys have is the talent level at Brownstown is so high, and they know the track so well that they can get they they have an advantage coming in and running against some of those yeah. Lucas Oil guys when they're there, and and that's what always makes it fun when you get that opportunity to see those guys go. So um you know keep knocking on on wood and uh hopefully mother nature holds off and uh we get the uh the icebreaker in this year because it i think it's going to be one heck of a show if it gets in
1: then the next weekend though like you said two nights of racing friday night is going to be the all-in 25 for the uh what are those things called brandon without fenders what kind of car is that <laughs> oh a non-wing non-wing sprint <laughs> car yeah that's uh those are going to be there and then the next night is another non-wing sprint with with the no way out 40
0: um that put on by uh, Wee Miller Express by the way Yes, absolutely. I saw that he jumped on as the uh, which he did last year as well. I'm yes. um, got it too. And I do we know what the per, what the purse is for that? Is it I believe it's on the website, but I I'm not going to quote it because
1: 7500. That's what I thought okay. it was, but I don't I don't want to say Yeah, this. I don't want
0: to say it cuz last year it was a little different. So I don't want to I don't want to i don't want to cost myself last year was a whopping ten thousand dollars which was
1: is unreal for you know almost any rate especially you know the non-wingers later so but i think
0: 7500 to win so i I wanted to make sure before i said it because last year it was 10 grand i didn't want it to i didn't want to say that and be wrong but i i kind of led into it and then i've i've had no shortage of being honest about who i root for in the in, in the the sprint world and the briscoe family and Like, I I know I talked to you. As soon as you got back into the the school today, I said, guess who Briscoe just signed, and it is the people's champ. Dave Darland is going to run for Chase Briscoe Racing. And my first comment to you was the no way out just got so much more exciting to me. But then you also got Brady Short. A hundred (coughs) percent. And I'm still hopeful. I haven't seen all the car designs. I'm hopeful we're going to keep the white and red. I don't... I don't know. I think you know when he showed up uh, what two years ago. He had that the dark blue when uh, t maz drove for him. He he's the, got the black, the and black the, and dark blue. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping Short stays in the white and red, the 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 classic. But but uh, and it looks like from the the press release from Chase Briscoe Racing, which is probably why the white and red won't be there. It looks like Darland is going to race uh, possibly the number five. Um, so I don't know what Chase will be in when he's in. Um, if he's going to run his ninety-eight number um, when he's racing the dirt or not, but um, exciting news. And and I will say, and you and I have talked, you can't count Brady short out no, at the he, No Way Out. He has more laps around Brownstown Speedway than any other
1: guy's going to be in a sprint car that night at, at Brownstown because you know he ran a modified there for years and years, and uh, you know Brady has his own special uh, line that he
0: races at Brownstown that the other sprint car guys don't. Uh, don't run there, and and to be honest, you know I, we talk about Brownstown not being a great sprint car track, but it's be, I think a lot of it is guys don't have the time there. There's not as many races there, and when you talk about Brady, because you're exactly right, Brady runs a totally different line than any sprint car driver will, um, and when he's dialed in, he is really really tough to to chase around Brownstown Speedway.
2: I agree. I mean, it's, it's not he's very unique there. 100 percent i'm
1: not gonna throw borrow out either though he he does quite well at brownstown also so
0: well and and you and i have talked let's go back through the uh the past winners i mean it's a who's who of sprint car racing i mean for for all that we say and and pick on um brownstown speedway not being a sprint car track that no way out since it's come to brownstown has been a huge success and again go down the list of names and that's the who's who of of sprint car racers oh yes Christopher Bell. Yeah. You know, he's got the, he's got a win there in,
1: in the no way out. You know, Jesse Hockett. You know, Brian Clausen.
0: Yeah. So And somebody gonna add to it again this year. Um, Chaz Baseflug. Mm hmm So it very, very exciting stuff. So I'm gonna throw it out to our, our, our guests, our fans. Um what else what else do you guys have are excited for this year? Who are you excited to see this year?
2: I'd like to see how what bloomington's doing with just the seven races and now they're improving everything this year it's going to be very interesting over
0: there absolutely and i'm just uh, you know we've talked on here before that's where i grew up watching races at bloomington and i'm just really glad to hear that it's not a you know uh housing, edi- housing or edition. A housing addition yeah. or uh i'm really really proud and excited to see that usac kind of stepped in and helped out and you know they're going to at least run. You know the seven races this year, and hopefully do some updates and, a, and supposedly look to advance in twenty twenty.
3: I'm I'm just excited to see it. I mean, I like I just like going watching racing. I mean, I don't really have a a certain driver I just like watching. All right, Brandon. I mean, I'm excited for all the shake up in late model, especially oh, yeah. the Lucas Oil, Se- Lucas Oil series. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's like crazy to i mean i'm I'm really excited to see bobby pierce back with his old man <laughs> and um driving that 32 for his old man that just to me that's just family racing at its best right there
1: you're definitely gonna have to have a program because they've switched so many rides oh my god uh, oh yeah it, you know, don o'neill in a black car that's why i was, what I was yeah, saying that, not
0: just switching except, rides but switching schemes and yeah, colors yeah, and yeah. sponsors yeah. You know, yeah kid rocket kid, is, was, that's who i was <laughs> going next kid
1: yeah. rocket i mean yeah. he's gonna be in a 14 and with o'neill's old colors <laughs> on yeah. it you know so that's uh
0: that's a great strategy to sell a bunch more T-shirts, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes For is. sure. Because now i got to have a black Don O'Neill T-shirt because my blue one doesn't look as good. <laughs> I, so. did, I actually just
1: told Dustin before we went on the air that uh, Dennis Herb Jr. going to run World of Outlaws. He's he's left the Lucas Oil Series, so he you know he's went to the World of Outlaws Series. And
3: Landigan, Daryl Lanigan's going back, driving for himself, and he's yes. going back to the World of Outlaws. He wants yep. to break Kid Rockets' win record and get another championship. I mean, there's just a ton of changes. And...
0: I also think I mean even the the exciting thing for me on the local level is those changes that we see from guys moving class to class what's who's going to be where you know and and who's going to make new new um, jumps in different areas um, as we come back with those local guys as well that's that's what always excites me I guess the one sad part for me is uh Jason
1: Heyman did you did, see the picture yesterday yes of his him hanging on the back bump of the car and that one
0: yes that that tore me up the only thing i'll give it a hope is that carla did leave the door open to see let's just see how long this retirement lasts which was exciting um i guess guess i'm gonna throw out there if uh
1: anybody has a race car that um maybe doesn't want to race it but would love to get a talented shoe in the seat you know give uh give old old school a call and and uh, i'm sure you know Jason's a great race car driver
0: if i was an owner at home that just wanted to go to the track and and enjoy the weekend and and put a shoe in my car that would be the first call i would make because there ain't no doubt that you know number one you're getting a ton of knowledge and mm-hmm. experience when he jumps in and um and on top of that you're going to get a guy that you know is going to work um on the car and put the time and effort in and um and a heck of a race car driver too
3: i was actually out there with him saturday about an hour i was at his house taking him a check actually for babysitting duties for that car does for my kids <laughs> and it was about an hour before the guy came and you know he, you, you i would expect him to be kind of down in the dumps but he's actually sort of excited and i I think he's kind of excited that hopefully maybe some of these new he may have some new experiences maybe driving for somebody and not to the ownership part of it i think he he's hoping he may get a ride with somebody else
1: well if, if he does i mean he he obviously takes care of equipment very well. Um, he ain't afraid to put it to the front. So if anybody puts him in a car, they're, they're going to get a talented, talented
0: driver. Well, and I know when I spoke to him, too, you know, he – this year was wild for him. And, I mean, I know that he said I, he wanted to chase everything he could. and And when you read his statistics from this year, I mean – kokomo track champion bloomington track champion brownstown track champion national champion i mean east region champion east region champion i mean the dude not only was he consistent and fast but just what i don't think people understand is the ability to race friday saturday sunday you know consistently throughout the season is a tall order to turn around and get that done
3: and i'm fortunate enough to get to spend a lot of time with him just because my kids are there and you know, I'd see how much time that those guys put into the into that car and him and his crew. I mean, they are there every single night. Um, and that's what he, I know he talked about, just missing family time and you know, just being a full time racer. It was almost be like being a full time race for him and it, it kinda consumed him.
0: Yeah, and I and I know the one thing that I thought was cool and it shows the, the kind of father he is when I spoke to him and he said he said the first time it really hit him was when he looked at the kids and said, Hey, let's go to the racetrack and they're like, oh, okay. And he's like no, we're going to the racetrack, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, you know." And he said that really hit me that okay, maybe I've burnt this out a little bit, maybe I've done a little bit too much, and and yeah, and and, and Heyman, I, I'm going to throw it out too. If if you if you don't have a shoe um, and a car ride off, um, we would love to have you as a throttled up pit reporter um, to come around and, oh, yeah. and and do interviews, and uh, we'll bring you on as a as a uh, as a uh, very. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I will double Matt's salary to bring you on. Um, as a as a throttled up reporter, and I'm sorry, Matt. Just remember, Heyman my salary is zero, and zero times two is zero. zero. Um, <laughs> so, hey, I make the offers that I can make. <laughs> so
1: it's worth every penny, too. I tell you,
0: <laughs> spending time with me—how can it not?
3: Well, it's worth the price of admission, right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But we are talking about you know the uh, the winter nationals and and you know some of those guys being down there and and again i want to I want to go back to this too because when we talk about the talent that is right here and and again I think the casual race fan does not realize the amount of talent that is right in this region of the not
1: uh, it's always been here though I was, yeah agreed. it's always been we are a mecca of great great dirt racers right here.
0: And and when you start talking about some of the guys that are down there and, and you know, Ryan Thomas, heck of a driver. You know, Gilpin is going to see um, – I, I really think he's going to see a jump this year with what him and Beeman are doing and and some of the things, and, and I'm excited to see what he can do while he's down there. Um, but some exciting guys down there and exciting racing coming up.
1: You know, it wasn't Lucas Oil back then, but, you know, when I went down – in the, you know, early to mid 80s. <laughs> this is Velu- a great story. To Volusa County, you know, we go in and, and the late model feature rolls out in the front row is Ray Godsey That's and Pietro, And it's like, you know, we drove a thousand miles from home to Just, watch the same to two the same guys. guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that tells you, you know, what kind of guys we've had.
3: And it's always been that way. I mean, I remember, I think it, oh, this is going back, but I think it was 2001 going back to Eldora and – of course, I'm a huge Billy Moyer fan. I went in 2000 watched watch him win. I think that was number four or five then. But, I mean, I watched Jim Curry lead the first 26 laps or something yes. like 25, 26 laps of the World 100 that year. And driving a Hoosier Parts racing engine and just happened to start overheating. I mean, it's just, like you said, it's it's always been that way. Paul Crockett's another one oh, I mean, yes. I, that I grew up close to. And, you know, his... His grandson and I played basketball together, but my dad was always around him. And I always got to listen to stories about those guys and Ray Gotzi And it just the list can go on and on. And you look at who's the who's who of who's won at Brownstown. And it's, I mean, some oh, big names.
1: But the, there was a time when you went to Eldora, the Brownstown drivers saturated the pit area. You know, when you had Mike Jewell over there, you know, and, and you know, like you said, Jeff Wilson was over there all the time.
3: Du- I mean, Doug Alt made Duggalt. one or yeah. two. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of our local talent from just like you said. This I mean, it's Barnett, Brownstown's a mecca. Barnett, oh. you know,
1: made a lot of shows over there. So it's you know, it's I think we're kind of spoiled. I mean, honestly, with the type of drivers we have locally compared to a lot of areas, you know, in the nation.
3: I agree, and we get spoiled just with Brownstown Speedway. I mean, I've been to some hole-in-the-wall dirt tracks. Don't even me I mean, I still love going to those. But we get spoiled with how good we have it at Brownstown. And you hear all these people complain, um, and I still I mean, I, I will put Brownstown Speedway up against any track that I've been to. I mean, and, it's just
0: And in all classes. That's the other thing I want to point out. There are yes, some tracks I, that have great super races that when they bring them in are great crate series, but you go down the list at Brownstown and you know, we talked about Heyman and the Super Stocks, and some of the guys that are running that. Jeremy Owens and some of the guys in the Modifieds that are running there every weekend. And, you know, even the Pure Stock drivers. We talked a lot last year. That's one of the funnest classes to watch over there and what those guys can do. And what Bill Grant did in the in the Hornets this oh, year. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and what he was able to do. I mean, there is good racing there
3: in all those classes across the board. Well, especially going to the Modifieds. I mean, especially a few years back. I mean, that class was absolutely loaded at Brownstown Speedway yeah. where – guys had to start trying to go other places so they could get some points for the national points and i mean it's just like i said it it is through all classes i do want to say you brought up jim curry and i do want to bring this up as we talked
0: about the bloomquist heating up his tires now this story came from rick gum and this was at the banquet and from what i understand rip gum is about like reading anything on facebook um as far as accuracy but Gum told me that Curry used to get out on 250 and would heat up his tires and come back in when when he was racing. So he says that Curry used to light up his tires and heat them up with the pavement too. So that's that's coming from Rick. But he told me when I brought up the Bloomquist thing, he said Jim Curry had that long before uh Bloomquist. So I, I would believe that though. But I, it, I like I said, it's hidden magic. So I, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but no, because we were talking at the bank, you, know, you
1: know, he'll be out of the, the pure stock this year, right? I do know he'll be out of the pure stock this year. Also, Derek Clegg is making the move. Hey, is that official? Have we heard that? He said the car is gone and I believe he's going to a super stock also. I, and I'm, I might be wrong, but, uh, the brief I got time, I got to talk to him at the race car banquet.
0: Um, it sounded like he was going super stock. Are you getting a hold of him right now? I am. I'm going to, I'm going to find out if. If he's not in the car and on the road i'm gonna see if i can or in the truck and but I'm, i know i know his pure stock from last year has is sold and gone well i knew he had sold it so i thought yeah. but um and i don't want to i don't want to throw this name out there is do we know is the super stock the one we thought he was going to purchase i don't know that i think okay. i'm pretty confident it okay. is okay i'm trying here this is a hot take right here. <laughs> well, yeah, we're trying to make breaking news. Yeah, He's probably delivering fuel at the airport right now, and I want to <laughs> text him. Um, I saw his picture last night at the Indianapolis airport delivering fuel, and I thought, God, that looks cold. You know,
1: I'm going to give him a shout-out. Actually, I'm going to give a lot of drivers a shout-out at the uh, at the race car banquet there for Brownstown Speedway. That, uh yeah a lot of them showed us love you know Derek wore a hat up on stage for us and uh gave us a shout out best looking then, hat of the night uh, outside of the two we had on because you know <laughs> we both had throttle up hats on too but a lot of drivers uh really appreciated our show
0: so I want to give them you know a shout out back yeah and uh you know and it was a fun night at the banquet we haven't we haven't talked a whole lot about it because um but fun night at the banquet uh enjoyed getting to see everybody and kind of getting a chance to uh uh you know catch up and and talk to everybody that was there and um had some had some interesting conversations oh and, yeah yeah um did some <laughs> some
1: more interesting than others some interrupted the award part of it so you know it was, i mean
3: i'm pretty sure there's probably no alcohol involved either um none at all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, <laughs>
0: This, let's just say this individual is feeling no pain.
3: Uh, I mean, you get a bunch of good good old boys together and I mean, there's gonna be some good good stories and good excitement going on. I
0: think we did uh, I think we did seven different takes to just catch up on what they were doing in the winter and uh, and I'll be honest, I don't know that I can use any of them on the show. <laughs> so
1: uh, but, uh, also Curtis Kaiser and Darla Kaiser there huge, with Hall. Great meal. actually, Heyman got up on his speech and said, That the meal he ate at the national points dinner was horrible compared to what Peter hall had offered for our, uh, our banquet. So
3: well, cowboy does it better than anybody. Almost anything he does. It's I mean, top of the line.
0: That's That's a fact. And uh, yeah. And I thought, you know, I, I really thought that everybody that got up, the drivers um, did a really nice job of thanking people again, not just us, but their sponsors and everybody else that's involved in helping put on the show. and, and, you know, I'm going to say it again. I'm not trying to come after some drivers, but I know you said this before and, and some of the others. To help this sport continue to grow as a driver, any opportunity you get to promote your sponsors and the people that, that help you get to the racetrack, you need to take it. And I know some guys don't like to talk, and I get, I'm get i 100% honest because I do this, you know, for fun and putting a mic, and so do you, Matt, but... Take the time, even if all you're doing is writing down your sponsors' names and all you do is read them off in a list, at least get those names out there. Don't, you know, it just to me, it's so tough when people just walk up and grab their their check and their trophy and, and go back to their seat. And that's not knocking any drivers. I get it's uncomfortable. But, you know, and, and I want to say, you know, a huge kudos to Aubrey Egan because I know how yes. hard Yo, yes. that is for her. Um, and she took the time to thank the people that helps her get there. But I don't think sometimes drivers realize just how important that is to the sponsors that are helping them. Well, you know,
1: Brayton Laster, a teenager, you know, rookie there in the, in the super late models, you could tell when he started talking, he was scared to death, but he stood there and, and talked and, and thanked the people that, that helped him race last year. So, you know, it is important, you know, that that's really not your night there. That's your night to thank everyone for putting you in that position is, is how I look at that.
0: I wish I had the ESPN Sports Center drop here. I na 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 na. Derek Clegg says, "Yes, sir. He will be in a Super Stock. Hopefully, he's getting started on it next week. It will be tough to make the first couple races, but he will be back in Turn Two um, as soon as it is ready." So, breaking news, and the Turn Two that is the Turn Two family of
1: uh, Derek Clegg, Jeremy Owens, Jason Heyman, which Jason won't
0: be. I'm sure he'll be there, just not with the car. And uh, the Car Brothers and and Marty O'Neill just on the outside. Marty O'Neill's like the old, mature, like wisdom down there that kind of holds the Turn Two family together. And I don't know that that many people would say that about Marty that he's the old, mature wisdom. And I don't know if I want to see him after saying he's old and mature. But uh, you did say it, you
1: know. He, <laughs> but he's the one that said you dropped on your head for liking sprint cars. So you know there is some wisdom out of Marty there.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> here's that that's one thing here's the amazing thing you know and i've seen a lot of those videos growing up at the circus with all the clowns getting out of the clown car and that's impressive but when they got marty o'neill down inside of a sprint car that is more impressive than however many clowns you can stuff inside i mean that i didn't think that was possible i would say the cockpit which i was there and watching (laughs) the cockpit of that sprint
1: car was very very full (laughs) I so it's obvious that those cars aren't built for men
3: <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just kidding I don't throw the hate mail out there Steve <laughs> Kinzer is a huge man <laughs> 1979 state wrestling for champion sure. so I, that's just a joke there to Dustin so <laughs> I was, it was great but and,
3: <laughs>
0: and I, I I just that picture up later. I uh, yeah <laughs> Dustin couldn't get in one <laughs> i i do love though that uh that even when marty was gonna gonna get in and run it marty said if i can fit in it i'll drive it and they 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 tested the seat first then they got him down and in and, and uh you know i i i do love that he he did jump in it for the fun fest and and uh and hang out i'm trying to see here did you guys get a chance to see um the abreu hat from the uh, oh the mullet hat yeah oh yes oh yeah tony I'm, stewart uh pushing those man yeah briscoe had one on at one yeah. point i think they've taken them down off the site now i was hoping we all had some i was i, I got
1: on to order one at least you'd have hair then <laughs> <laughs> ouch, your face. ouch. <laughs> yep that's why he has a beard so he has something to comb <laughs> <laughs>
2: You
0: got anything to say on that one nice something about my hair too? <laughs> well. Like, yeah, <laughs> All right. Um anyway, Dustin. Let's talk more about that 1986 that you wanted to talk about.
1: 1986.
0: What were we talking about, 1986? I don't know earlier you were talking about something that happened in 86. Oh, you was born. No, 85. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were born all right so let i know we don't talk a lot about this but let's throw it out there um and just see uh we are um what now a week and a half away from daytona yes is that correct Yep. yep. all right well let's just let's have a little bit of fun here what is the uh what's everybody's pick and i'll i'll go last because i don't want anybody to say i stole theirs what's their pick for the winner of the daytona Five Hundred?
2: I'll take Clint Boyer.
0: Good pick.
1: That's a very good pick. Just need to be nervous because you know that's a new Ford body.
2: Yeah. Well, Chevy's so. got a new body too this year.
3: I'm going with my favorite. I'm going with Rowdy Bush.
2: Uh, that's a very
1: uh, – <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say that would have probably We talked
3: been... talked talk about Dale Earnhardt and rubbing guys the wrong way. I mean, he's one who definitely took his role of loving the booze. I mean, like Bloomquist. And, but I just think there's nobody out there better than him.
0: And there's nobody that drives a loose race car. I mean, Larson is really close. But Larson, sometimes when I see him do it, it's like a, oh, like it was a mistake and he can save it. Bush just drives it like that. He's loose all the time. I'll take Kyle Larson. Okay.
3: I don't really know.
0: I'm going... I'm going Martin Truex Jr. I think the move to Gibbs, I think he's in the Toyota. Um, I think I'm on Martin Truex Jr. And I almost went way out on a limb, but the Ford body bothers me. I almost wick, wick, bleh, went Ricky Stenhouse Jr. The dude can uh, mm-hmm. can uh, yes. he's a plate race, and <laughs> he's one that – the Daytona 500. It doesn't matter how many times you pick it. You can run it ten times in a row, and somebody different will win. win. Yep. Well, I almost
1: said Jamie McMurray since he's just coming back for that race, so he he's gonna put all of it in there. You know, that's he's racing that one and done. So
3: that'd be a great way to go out, though. Oh yes, for, so for oh, yeah. a guy who's won some big, I mean, yeah, some make, big races. Oh, yeah. so you're talking about the Brickyard, the Daytona. I mean, yeah, it'll be a heck of a way to go out.
0: And when you you know, that's another one in in that series that it's kind of like you know, in other sports, the guy that's the backup or whatever. People look at McMurray and act like he was awful in his career. McMurray had a really, really solid NASCAR career. It is not garbage, you know, the whole way through. I was
2: in Charlotte when he won his first race. Really? Yep. Well, I remember of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm
1: I'm I'm getting nervous about rooting for NASCAR drivers because every time I get one, you know, Gordon retired. Oh, my gosh. Then I jumped on... AJ Almendinger, I actually was going to start supporting him, and he's gone.
0: So you know, it's I kind of get nervous on who to root for now. I agree because I was—I mean, I was a Stewart fan all the way growing up, and then I probably—you know—I was really probably looking after Stewart got out at, you know, the idea of probably supporting Carl Edwards, and then Edwards surprised me and took off. And I—I I, probably, if you told me who is my who my fan of right now, it'd be Larson. But I even. Even that, it's not like I was when I was a fan of Stewart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I cheer for him, but I'm not a diehard.
1: That's me too. I, I'd probably be a Larson fan now too, but it it's not like, you know, I I watch, me and Jeff Gordon are the same age. So you know, when I was a teenager, he's that old. He looks a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's actually a month and a day younger than me. So well, that's probably what makes him. He's out. got the same so, birthday
0: as Aubrey, Egan, actually August fourth.
1: So
3: that next month's gonna be rough for him if he's. <laughs> God. God. I mean I'm, I'm not too far off. I mean, I was a huge Davy Allison fan. Yeah. I mean oh, I remember yeah. I, I mean I remember being I remember finding out about him getting killed in that car wreck or uh-huh. at the sorry, the helicopter crash. I was at the baseball park and I mean I just bawled and bawled, and my mom actually had to take me home. I mean, that's how much I love that guy and then I became a Jeff Gordon fan and then when he phased out I, I mean I just I was a Kyle Bush fan coming through and just the fact that he drove everything was what made I mean I'm a competitor and just watching him drive everything. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if it was truck, Bush or um the NASCAR.
1: What would have NASCAR been if Davey hadn't have died, Alan Kawicki, oh. um, you know, Dale Sr. would've have, would have, you know, rode that out and then a lot of people forget about Robbie Moroso was was up and coming mm-hmm. and, you know, he was gonna be a somebody and you know, he got killed in a car crash, you know, outside of a racetrack car crash.
3: And then uh who else? Uh, Tim, Tim Richmond. Tim, Tim Richmond. Richmond. Tim yeah. Richmond. I mean, those. I mean, oh, he uh, would,
1: yeah. T- you know, Tim's got thirteen wins before he got sick and died. So that's. Uh,
3: yeah, that's a that's a. You would talk about a good question. That's oh, a really yes. good question. What it would be like? I mean, oh, yeah.
1: I would love to seen NASCAR with all those guys. You know, Neil Bonnet got taken early. Yeah. You know, and he was still mm-hmm. you know a competitor.
0: To move it on to. Uh, something a little bit different um and this is kind of outside the realm of what we usually talk about but we don't have a whole lot of racing action right now to get into but um i know i sent you the preview have you guys seen the preview of the trading paint movie with um shania twain and john travolta john travolta um dirt track so i i will at least ask you matt because you never responded to my text which i i kind of thought that was rude but um uh uh (laughs) What are your thoughts? Are we positive about it? Do we feel good about it? Is it going to be a disaster? I'm kind of mixed. Emo- That's why I didn't respond. I'm kind of mixed on it.
1: Because,
0: because it's so hard to type out M I X E D. I I...
1: I'm not going to respond again. He going to move on. Oh, my. <laughs> Hollywood seems to screw up racing movies. And I'm nervous that... You know, Dirt Race fans are such a small community that I think Hollywood is going to get it all wrong. And, uh, you know, because even Days of Thunder, everybody loves Days of Thunder, but it's it's not real. It's you not know, realistic it, whatsoever. Yes, and mm-hmm. I'm really afraid that's what they did to this.
0: Now, what about Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights? That's, that's probably closer than Days of Thunder, <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly. I agree 100%. Now, you yep. guys are, I'm sure, all too young to remember the Kenny Rogers six-pack movie. That was a true dirt track movie to me outside of the fantasy part of all the kids worked on the race car and they, they knew more than kenny rogers did but i remember going to the movies when i was young watching that movie and there's more realistic in that than any of the ricky Bobbies or the days of thunder or, or any of that
0: you know and the the thing i i i, I would say i'm i'm kind of in the middle on it too because I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It has it was supposed to come out like last year like two or three times and it's been delayed. And I don't know if it was delayed to improve it or if it was realistic and they went back and said, "No, we got to Hollywood it up." Um the only positive that I see about it over, you know, Talladega Nights or um, you know, Days of Thunder is if it gets even one person that walks in that even sees it that it's unrealistic but gives them that interest enough to show up at Brownstown Speedway on Saturday night and watch it, it's a huge success in my book because I agree with you. The dirt track world is is a tight-knit community, and I think we have to be careful the same way you know, bashing tracks and promoters and racers of even if it's not perfectly realistic going out and trashing it because, again, this may be an avenue to – get some of that next generation in and get some of these um you know non-race fans in i mean first and foremost shania twain's in it. i mean that was the first thing my wife said oh shania's in it i mean that's going to draw some women into that movie mm-hmm. just for the simple fact of travolta and shania twain i was i mean i wasn't bashing it don't you know Don't i wasn't going that angle
1: but i'm also afraid of the guys that'll watch the movie and then go watch brownstown on a saturday night and think this ain't that like
0: the movie and then they leave with a negative aspect of real life. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I mean, we got to see what the announcer sounds like in the movie and see if you can you can match him. Well, you know, my hero was James
1: Essex and and to me there's no better announcer there's than not. him. So, you know, I I try to model myself after him, so I'm not really worried about the announcer in the movie.
0: You don't think he you don't think he could
1: be good? I'm sure he'll be good. He's Hollywood. <laughs>
2: You're Hollywood, aren't you? No, <laughs> no.
1: Holly, I'm just a cat that loves dirt racing and likes to scream in the microphone the whole Hollywood, Kentucky, baby,
0: Hollywood, Kentucky. If I
2: can, if I can compliment on man, I've seen a lot of. Ah,
0: oh, no, we got to move on. Uh- <laughs> We've hit our time limit. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> no, go ahead.
2: I've seen a lot of announcers in the dirt tracks and. I've been to, and I can say he is one of the better ones out there because he gives it from a fan's perspective, not a announcer's perspective, but a fan's perspective.
3: His 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 passion shows yeah. through. I mean, his yeah. love, I mean, just like he mentioned James Essex. I mean, I grew up, mm-hmm. James Essex was a promoter of Brownstown when I was growing up, but just to listen to him call races, I mean, just their passion and their knowledge, I mean, th- that's what sells. Yeah. I mean, and but, I'm sure there's guys who come to the racetrack, I mean, to watch racing, but also to listen to you.
0: Thank you. Tim else feeling nauseous? <laughs> <laughs> no, I pick on Matt. Matt and I's
3: got a good back and forth,
0: but he knows the way I feel about him, and I would agree one hundred percent. You know, and 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 I've joked on here before. It, the best part about Matt calling the race is he's a fan calling the race. He's yeah. not a guy that's that's taking it from a technical angle. And we've talked about sometimes when these traveling series come into Brownstown, another guy takes over. And the worst thing that I think is is that. Matt knows the national guys, but he knows our local guys too. When these traveling series come in, a lot of them don't know who our local guys are, and our local guys get kind of the yeah. short end of the stick. And they are as good and can compete with those other guys. And when Matt's on the mic, that never happens. So I, I will, or I'll, I'll give uh, Matt a lot of credit for what he does. And and like I said, guys, if you're interested, go to Eldora with him because you get a personal announcer while there he calls every race you sit with him um and he's right there and you get facts you get driver statistics you get everything um i carry wherever i go i've got an announcer with me no matter what
1: and that's you know that that's what when i was a kid you know a lot of guys sit out man i want to be that guy in that car i want to be that guy i want to be james essex you know i have wanted to do that since you know i was a pup and you know my grandpa took me and my brother to brownstown and uh yeah, I'm getting to live out a childhood dream so
3: and I will tell you from experience it's not easy I, I mean you may not know this I had the chance when Martin Norman was around the track I had the opportunity to call a few races and it I mean I was of course like a high schooler then I mean nervous as all get out but it's it's not as easy as what you think
1: there there's so much going on and you have to keep you know, you have to keep up with everything and remember to keep talking you know that that and you are it's it's very very hard oh yeah
3: I mean you can get caught up I mean just for your lo- I mean the love of the race the racers and, and just the the sport in general, and you can get caught up and just sit there and next thing you know i mean yeah. it's, it's difficult, yeah
0: well, and I'm gonna go one one other step with that because um I agree one hundred percent, and what you know Jamie and Julie do in the tower too, and last year Jamie had me come in and do some some hand scoring while you're there, and to go from the fan that just watches the race to trying to score that's like the most you know difficult thing to do because I'm just wanting to watch the race and trying to catch myself. Oh, yeah, I got to write these down. I got to write these. So what they do every week, too, is just it's amazing what it what has to happen. There's a whole lot more work in that tower than people really think there is up there. Oh, right? absolutely. You know, outside of me, um, when I'm in there, because it's above 90 degrees outside and I'm sweating, it, everybody <laughs> else is working very, very hard. <laughs> um, uh, a, well, I, I wouldn't trade it, though, you know. There's one other guy that i can't say he's working real hard he's usually eating ice cream um yeah hot dogs and barbecue sauce (laughs) or chicken chicken fingers and barbecue sauce jim um (laughs) (laughs) so moving on no but guys we're at an hour already in and um you know the the main thing i want to say is first of all thank you guys for coming out it was fun it was something totally different than what we've done in a long time it's just you know kind of kind of talk racing and i really enjoyed when we made fun of matt and if we could do that more often (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: um open practice what march 2nd and 8th am i right am i correct on that can you look at that i believe you are
0: right let me look
1: and that's that's any car any dirt car
0: second and ninth second and ninth second and ninth um open practice Again, Saturday, March 16th, the 22nd annual Indiana Icebreaker um, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. $12,000 to win, um, plus your Modifieds and Pure Stocks. And then again, the next week, the racing season really gets started with the uh, Friday, March 22nd, the All-In 25 uh, 410 non-wing sprints, plus your Super Late Models and modified. And then the 11th annual No Way Out 40 on March 23rd, presented by Wee Miller Express, $7,500 to win, plus Pro Late Models, Modifieds, and Super Stocks. And then I believe the week after, the 30th, is when Brown Sound Speedway the track point, points will the start. The points start. But yeah.
1: look at the night of uh, of the All In and the No Way Out. You know, the All In, you got Super Late Models with the... Modifieds
0: the, and the non-wings.
1: Yes, and then Saturday night, you have your Indiana Pro Late Model guys... You know, which that that series right there is really starting to build some stars in itself. We didn't even get a chance to really talk about them much. Yeah, guess. yeah. You're exactly you know, right. You know, there there's some up and coming stars in that series at which I'm gonna throw you know, Tyler Kane and Tyler Neal out there, which you know, I made that prediction last year that I think Tyler Neal will be the next guy to uh, to move up into into something else. And, you know, I use the excuse that he doesn't have a family yet that you know with kids that gonna hold him down where he can he can start moving and travelling,
0: so and again, you know, I think the exciting thing about that series uh, when we talk about the Atlanta Pro Late Models is it's it, I, we're really waiting for that guy that can kind of rise to the top and knock Marty off consistently. And, and, you know, Marty and the Hartwell clan has been very, very good. Started at the beginning of last year. They had seen some some struggles. And, you know, Tyler Neal and Tyler Kane were really pushing them and challenging them. And, um, Raymond Humphrey too you, you, you can't rule him out absolutely and then came back so I think it'll be really interesting this year to see how everybody comes back and um what has maybe changed over the off season and, and where they're at because you know Marty O'Neill is Marty O'Neal and he's one of the best there is when you put him behind the behind it and um you know it's it'll definitely be exciting
1: uh, and also I think Jeremy uh, Jeremy Hines is going to have a whole lot more uh indiana pro late model time this year he i think he's kind of focusing that direction if you
3: i'm not, i'm not for sure i mean i guess i get see him all the time but we don't get to talk because i have a son in basketball his son plays basketball for us but uh last i'd heard he actually even talked about maybe a super late model the guy he drove for down in kentucky the modified um they were talking about getting us super late models but i don't know well that that mean, could I don't be because I, I know Vic, on that.
1: victor lee used to drive that modified that he drives and victor drove both so yeah. that that could be so
3: i'll uh i'll try to get an update on that thursday night and let you guys know for sure there we go we'll have
0: another breaking more breaking news Breaking news. so
3: again uh, you know shout out to everybody
0: get out to the racetrack like i said if if you are if you're one of these people that maybe has caught our show or listened to our show a little bit or you you know you just think i don't know if i'd like this dirt track thing i'm telling you march 16th or march 22nd the 23rd come out one of those nights and again. Every night at Brownstown Speedway is really, really good, but you are going to see, you know, two weekends of some pretty hellacious racing right off the bat to start. Um, And if if you're still on the fence and you want to see what Brownstown has, go back and find a replay of the Jackson 100 last year and... Even if you're too bored to watch the whole thing, watch the last ten laps and tell me that's not fun to watch. I believe that was voted one of the top three races of the year on Dirt on Dirt. Am I am I correct on that? You are correct on
1: that.
3: Yes, that's probably one of the best races I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. I, especially and I, and especially a day race. And I've been I've been around since 1985, and I've seen Brian burkhofer pass Bloomquist yeah. on the last lap, and I've seen Donnie Moran win a million dollars, hit the wall like four times. Yeah. Um, but that race was absolutely just awesome and i'm just glad my son and i got a chance to to watch it personally
1: and it was a day race and it was a day race yeah that's what's unreal yeah
0: and so don't miss that i mean that's the things that you don't want to miss out on and like i said um you know when we joke on here a lot about you know the late models and the the sprints and i can tell you right now i'll be at both shows yeah um, me too because both of these shows you will not want to miss so i'll be
1: at both of them too (laughs) hey i gotta ask when are we going back to every week make the call i guess march
0: Does that sound good to you yeah we
1: can come in and talk about the practices and then we go right into race season
0: let's start let's start the last week of february and then we'll start rolling them all through march we'll go uh we'll go full time every week and right. uh but be on the lookout we are going to do some more of our shops throttled up shops episodes if these darn drivers would get their cars together and have them all wrapped and look pretty, we would be there. But uh, all of them want to pick things up and, and you know, make it look good. So, no, but, uh, again, any driver wants us to come out, shout out to us on that. We've got some new things planned for this uh, this upcoming race season, some added uh, content that we're going to try and get out there, um, and, uh, you know, continue to bring you more information and news from Brownstown Speedway and everything dirt.
1: And also, uh, I seen a sneak preview a couple of weeks ago uh Dustin's working on some new apparel also. yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's not I don't awesome. think we're to the ready point yet, but uh it's uh it's pretty awesome looking what he's got going on there. So be watching for that also.
0: Yeah, actually uh that that is good. Uh be on the lookout because probably end of February. Um we're actually gonna launch an entire new um apparel store. Um and it's gonna be a much better deal for us. Um it's gonna be a better deal for the fans and what the cost is gonna be. Um, you can customize your items uh we don't have to carry the inventory in here they'll actually one-off pieces and you can pick your color of your shirt sure, you know all these kind of things that you want to do so be on the lookout but we do have some cool new designs i've been uh, playing around a little bit and trying to come up with some new stuff so be on the lookout for that all right we will see everybody uh here in a, a week or so and uh, everybody at the track on march 16th